I want to welcome you to another episode of the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. My name is Seth Yolorda, and I'll be your leadership coach for the next few moments, helping you become a high-performance leader who leads high-performance teams to make a big impact in this world. With this podcast, we are on a mission that every person see themselves as a leader and to equip every leader to lead their teams with a clear, compelling vision. Now, each week, we provide free tools and resources that you can expand your leadership capacity so that you can lead with a big, bold, and courageous vision that will inspire your team and change the world. And I would just ask that if you find this content valuable, that you would please like it, share it, subscribe to it. No matter where you're watching this or where you're consuming this content, I would be so honored if you would write a five-star review. It would mean so much to me as I am relentlessly striving to build a vision clarity community. You sharing this and writing a positive review is helping me to do that. Now, in today's episode, I want to dive into a topic that I feel is really foundational for us as leaders, and that is I want to deal with your personal values. Now, I know that you are familiar with organizational values, and I'm sure if you're on a team or you're leading a team that you all have taken the time to really establish the organization's values. But today, I don't want to talk about the organization's values. I want to talk about your values as an individual. And the reason we're having this conversation is because I think that all too often, leaders automatically assume that they do have values. Like, of course I have values. I, my value hard work, I value dedication, I value honesty, I value integrity. And it's assumed that those are the values that animate and drive and influence the leaders that we follow. But if you're a leader and people are following you, I want to encourage you to not just assume that you have values or assume that the people around you know what those values are. But I actually wanna encourage you to take the time to really evaluate and to write down what are your core values. If you haven't done this already, this is the perfect episode for you. And if you have a leader or you're working with other leaders on co- and you have colleagues who are leaders and they haven't taken the time to do that, this would be the perfect episode to share with them. Because it is so important for you as a leader to not just have positive leadership behaviors and to be, you know, collaborative and open and honest. It's not enough just for you as a leader to say, well, I really strive for excellence and I'm a person, a man or a woman of integrity. Like all those things are good. But what I want to encourage you to do is to actually be able to articulate what are my core values, the four or five, maybe six things that are at the very foundation, the very bedrock of who I am as an individual. You know, Nelson Mandela has this famous quote where he says, during my lifetime, I have dedicated myself to the struggle of the African people. I have fought against white domination and I have fought against black domination. I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony with the equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. I am prepared to die. This is the great late Nelson Mandela. And when you hear this talk, you hear his values resonating and oozing from his language, his values of democracy, 
his values of freedom, of equality, of cooperation. It's very clear that Nelson Mandela has a core foundation of which all of his decisions are made, a filter that influences how he sees this world, how he shows up in this world, and influences really the decisions and the choices he makes. That's what a core set of values will do for you as a leader. They're not just some nice five or six statements that you print out and you put them on your wall. Oh, I value integrity or I value perseverance. I mean, yes, integrity and perseverance are two good values if those are in fact your values, but it's more than just statements on the wall. These are actually beliefs that influence and animate every ounce of your being. So it's very important for you as the leader to have a core set of values that should be separate and distinct from your organization's values. Doesn't mean they can't overlap, doesn't mean there can't be some similarity, these are my values as a person, and ideally, if I'm working in an organization, I want to make sure that there's an alignment or congruence between what I value and how I show up and what my organization values and how it shows up. Now, I want to give you three important reasons why you should have values, and then we're going to go into actually helping you discover what your values are if you don't know already. Number one, it is important to have values because they keep us motivated to keep going when we experience opposition. As a leader, you will experience opposition. But having a core set of values allows you to have some type of support system that when I experience opposition, I don't just throw in the towel. I dig my heels in and I'm actually able to become grounded in something that is deeper than my feelings. You see, this is something that I want you to understand because if you as a leader don't have a core set of values, what inevitably will happen is when you, when you face opposition, when you face conflict, when you face disagreements, when you face challenging and maybe even sometimes unethical situations, most people, if they're not being driven by a value system, most people will just respond based off of their feelings. So I don't feel like enduring that conflict. I don't feel like facing that opposition. I don't feel like having to argue and fuss and fight and go at it over and over again. And because I don't feel like doing this thing, then I'm just going to either A, take the path of least resistance and avoid the conflict altogether, or B, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Now, I'm not suggesting that you need to live in conflict and you should run to conflict. But what I am suggesting is that as a leader, you do not want your decisions to be made based on your feelings. You want your decisions to be made based off of a core set of principles that are guiding you every single day. Because if you allow yourself to become a feeling-driven leader, inevitably what will happen is you will become a fear-driven leader. It happens every time. Every single time you will make decisions based off of how you feel. And a lot of times our default reaction to how we feel is a response or a reaction to some fear that we're experiencing in our life. And so to avoid any difficult situations or difficult conversations or hard decisions, to avoid them, I'm going to take another path 
And that path is a path of least resistance. It is a fear-driven leader. And I want to tell you, as someone who works in an organization, as someone who serves alongside of leaders, who counsels and consults and coaches leaders, I want to tell you that no one wants to follow a fear-driven leader. They also don't want to follow a feeling-driven leader. People want to follow a values-driven leader. So values keep us motivated to keep going when we experience opposition. This morning, I didn't want to get up at five o'clock and go run those three miles. But because I'm one of my values is to take action and to persevere in the face of difficulty, guess what I did? I got up and I ran those three miles, even though I did not feel like doing it. A few days ago, I didn't feel like having a conversation with that stranger who was sitting next to me as we were both waiting to be called on during jury duty, but because one of my values is stepping outside of my comfort zone and making new connections, I engaged this individual as we were sitting there for eight hours waiting for them to call our number so that we could go back for jury duty. I chose to make a value-based decision rather than a fear or a feeling-based decision. And so when you are driven by a set of values, it motivates you to keep going even though you may experience opposition. Number two, number two, values give us guidance. Your values are like a compass. And when your goals and your values align, that's when you find true fulfillment. If one of your goals is endurance or persistence in the face of adversity, when you set your focus on running a marathon and you're at mile 13, 14, 15, because your goal is enduring in the face of opposition or, or difficulty, that value will drive you forward to accomplishing your goal. But if your goals and your values are not aligned, you will experience a life of disappointment. And so values are good because they, on a fundamental level, they give us guidance. They show us the steps that we should be taking. They sh they're almost like the light shining to the North Star. They're, they're a part of that compass that guides us every step of the way. And so making sure that our, our values are, in fact, in alignment with our goals. The third thing that values do is that values provide us with fulfillment as we move towards our goal. There's a saying that goes, the person who loves running will always outrun the person who loves crossing the finish line. When you are striving for a goal, if you are values driven and you say, you know what, I love running. I love one of my values is exercise. One of my values is getting out and spending time in fresh air. I just love it. It's something that animates me. It's something that gets me going. It's a part of who I am as an individual. This is my core value of just being in top physical health. I love doing that. Then no matter what the goal is, you are going to fall in love with the process. And that's what values do. Values help you find fulfillment as you're moving towards your goal. So that even though the goal may be difficult, because you have a certain core value, it will drive you in spite of opposition and difficulty. So let's just imagine that there is conflict on your team. Well, because one of your values is to be friendly and to be reliable and to be considerate and collaborative and honest, and because you just sincerely lean into that behavior based on that value, I don't mind experiencing conflict because 
I'm going to go about that conflict in a way that's going to be redemptive and restorative and really work for the betterment of the entire team. Values really help you find fulfillment and you can come away from that conflict saying, man, I'm really glad we have that conversation because through that conflict, I was able to get to know you better. Through that conflict, I was able to better understand what your issues are and what your burning platform is and what, and what your passions are through that conflict. And so values, number one, they keep us motivated to keep going even when we experience opposition. Number two, values give us guidance. And then number three, values provide us with fulfillment as we move toward our goals. Now, the big question is, how do I actually determine what my values are? That's the million dollar question, and I'm glad you asked. There's a few different ways you can do this. One of the ways is what we call a value sort exercise. And in this exercise, which I will link below in the show notes, you will find a list of 40, 50, 60 different values. What we want you to do is we actually want you to rank those values between the top five most important, the 10 or 12 that are next important, the 20 or 30 that, you know, uh, you could go either way with, and then the rest of them that you just want to take off the board. We want you to identify of these 40 or 50 values, what are the five or six that most resonate with you that you know you can't live without? So I have a few here that I'm going to read for you. So for example, Adventure, to be adventurous, to actively seek, create, or explore novel or stimulating experiences. Authenticity, to be genuine and real, to be true to myself. Caring, to be caring toward myself, others, and the environment. Challenge, to keep challenging myself to grow, learn, and improve. Contribution, to help or make a positive difference to myself or others. Like, there's a list, literally, of 60 of them that you I want you to read through and then sort them on paper, identifying of these 50 or 60 values, what are the five or six that are most important to me? That begins to narrow down your scope to say, you know what, I'm beginning to land the plane and get kind of clear on what my values are. Now, the second exercise, which coincides with this one, is one which requires a little mind reading. What this one is, is I want you to think about the four areas of your life. You have your work life, you have your love life, your relationships, you have your recreational, what you do for recreation, your extracurricular, and then you have your physical health. Think about those four areas of your life. And I want you to think of an individual in each one of those areas. So for your love life, it might be your spouse, it might be uh, parents, it might be your children, it might be someone that kind of fits into that category of love, life, relationships, interpersonal, someone who's close to me, my core. Think of an individual. And what I want you to do is I want you to read their mind. What would you love for them to be thinking of you? So for example, if I use my spouse, my wife, for example, I might say, man, what would I love my wife to be thinking of me? Well, I would love for her to be thinking that I'm a hard worker, I'm a good husband, that I'm faithful, that I'm patient, that I am um, diligent, that I'm compassionate. Like I want to write down all of those words, those descriptions of the things I would love my wife to be thinking about me. Just write them down. And then when you think about your coworkers in your work life, what would you love your coworkers to be thinking of you? And then when it comes to your recreational, if you have friends that you go out with, girlfriends, boyfriends, you play golf with, some fellas that you hang out with, you know, people in your social circle, what would you love them 
to be thinking of you. And then when it comes to your health, your body, I want you to stretch on this one a little bit. If you were to have a conversation with your body, if you could hear what your body was thinking, what would you love your body to be thinking of you? Write that down. And as you begin to write down each one of these, you know, my love, love life, work life, health life, play life, and you start to think about what would I love to hear the person in this category thinking of me, that begins to also narrow down really the things in you that are really important, the things that are your core, what you want to be known for, almost like thinking about your funeral. If someone was to stand up and do your eulogy, what would you want them to say about you? What type of person were you? These are getting to your core values. So if you go through the value sort activity, you go through these four life domains, really thinking about what you would love that person to be saying about you. This begins to help you narrow down. This is what I really think my values are. Now, again, I don't want you just to have these values and then to write them down somewhere and you forget them. But somehow we have to ingrain these values into our daily decision making. So whether that is putting them on your computer screen, saying them every morning, figuring out how you can operationalize these values. So if one of my values is generosity, what does that actually mean? I'm, I, I want to come up with a, a small statement that says, I live a generous life by giving to others. And I want to be able to embrace and really hold on to that value, embody that value, operationalize that value. So when I find myself in a difficult situation where maybe someone may be asking me to go the extra mile, someone may be asking me to give of myself and I'm not really inclined to do it, I know my value will kick in and say, you know what, Seth? You are someone who lives a generous life and you bless others through generosity. That value will guide my decision-making even though I may not feel like it. Now, there may be some who are thinking, well, you know, shouldn't your values just be your default reaction? Well, on some level, you want them to become your default reaction. But until you're actually living out your values, what you write down, it may be more aspirational. Right now, you may be leaning into a lot of unhealthy behavior or you're not living based off your values, but you're living based off of fear, you're living based off of feelings, and it's not giving you the result. You're not living the life that you really want to live. I want to encourage you that your values might be aspirational, but what I want you to do is say, you know what? I, moving forward, I am the type of person that will live my life based off of these values. I am a generous person. And you embrace that value as core to your being moving forward from this day forward. So your values, while yes, we want them to be actual, on some level, they may be aspirational and you are leaning into this is who I am becoming. This is the behavior, this, these are the decisions, how I'm going to make my decisions. Here are the values that are gonna guide me along the way. Your values are so important. You don't want to be a person of success. You want to be a person of value. When you don't know what to do, your values guide you. And when you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, your values will come in and say, what tiny thing can you do today, right now, that is consistent with your values? So if you are not a values-driven leader and you are making a lot of decisions based off of either feelings 
or fear. You're making a lot of decisions based off of something other than a core set of guiding principles, which you have taken the time to really articulate. I want to encourage you to go through these exercises. And the reality is, is if you don't have values already and you're still not going through these exercises, the question is why? What's going on inside of you that is leading you to not have this conversation with yourself and to establish these values? What, what's happening internally? There's something going on inside that is affecting how you're responding to even this simple exercise. So I want to encourage you. I would love to hear what you come up with as you go through this exercise. Reach out to me on email or text message and please let me know what are the values that you came up with. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out and drop me a DM on social media or on YouTube, wherever you can find me and ask me your questions. I would love to engage you in this process as you are clarifying and solidifying the values that will animate your life. I want to thank you again for listening to the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would share this content and if you would like and subscribe wherever you're listening to as we move to solve the greatest problem in this world, which is leadership. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.